This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 114. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. And today is going to be a slightly different episode than usual. <laughs> this is here. This is the first episode you know, if you're new to the podcast and you are expecting something about languages, uh, I would encourage you gently to go and listen to another episode because this is slightly unusual and you'll discover why in uh, just a second. Um, but over here, it's been a crazy week. We've just launched the Fluent Spanish Academy and it's been so much fun. We've got lots and lots of people in already. In fact, we've sold over 80% of the spots. We've got fewer than 20 places remaining uh, for the beta testing group. So if you would like my help to become fluent in Spanish this year, then uh, time is of the essence because these spots will go very, very soon. Uh, the place to go to learn more about this is a another podcast episode. It was a, I think it was about two episodes ago um, called Fluent Spanish Academy Beta Group is Open. That's the name of the podcast. Simply go back and check that out and you will hopefully still be in time to get in for the special um, beta terms of the group. So before we go into today's topic, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show, italki, and they are having a, a, a conference, a meet, I think a language event in Shanghai at the end of July um, this year, and I'm currently looking at whether I'm going to be able to go or not. It would be super exciting to go and meet everybody and to go and hang out with them in Shanghai. Um, they are the sponsors of this podcast, and they are the best place out there to get professional language lessons online at a time and a place that suits you. And if you'd like to get a free lesson, you can go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Now, since last week, what has happened is that Britain has left the European Union or has decided it will leave the European Union to be accurate. And, um, you know, a lot of a lot of guys, a lot of you guys have actually written to me, emailed me or hit me up on Facebook and, and said, you know, Ollie, what do you think about this? And uh, I was kind of surprised about that, actually. But I know that there's a lot of you guys around the world who are kind of looking in on this, on the events that are going on. And, and you know, you're kind of curious as to why we're doing it and um, and have asked what I think about it. So, um, you know, this is not going to be about language learning at, at all, but it's about something even bigger. And I think language language learning has a has a bigger part to play in this and in, in, in the bigger question here so i'd like to give you in this episode my thoughts on brexit as it's called and you know hopefully it will be interesting for for some of you um it will be probably incredibly boring for others but uh you know that's what i want to do today because you know for as someone who is interested in language learning you care about the world and you care about people and you care about the way things are and obviously the way things change as well and we've got a very very big change coming up here and I you know as obviously it affects me personally being from the UK but as someone who has traveled extensively lived abroad for many many years um, you know I also um, care about what this means for Britain and for the world, and um, yeah. So to put my cards on the <clears throat> to put my cards on the table, I actually I voted remain. I voted to stay part of the European Union, but you know I from that we've had a number of months of very strong debate here in the UK about 
the pros and cons of, of Brexit. And I have, you know, I was aware that my my initial reaction when they first announced this referendum, my initial reaction was, well, of course we should stay in. But I, I was aware that I thought that. And so I, I made an effort to listen very carefully to the arguments of those who wanted to leave. And what happened was the more I listened to the arguments from the people who wanted to leave, the more I thought, well, you know, this... Is not this is a, this is a position that makes sense. There are a lot of uh, of very strong arguments for Britain to leave the European Union, um, such as the idea of of sovereignty that we can make our own rules. Um, I have many friends that work in government, that work in business, and a huge number. I mean, they say that so much of what they do is governed by the EU, um, that they you know really restricts their work. Uh, there are questions over over trade, and although the EU is the world's biggest trading bloc, um, with a market of 500 million people, there are there, it's a big world out there, and I think that there is a strong argument for saying that Britain should make its own trade deals with people around the world. And there are questions of immigration, and immigration is a very, very difficult topic in the UK, as it is in, in, in America right now. And, you know, for a long time, it's been impossible to talk about immigration without being labeled as racist or xenophobic or something but you know i think anyone who gives a sensible reading to current events will acknowledge that immigration is a problem in the in this country um not for me personally i love immigration <laughs> i live in london and get to practice all my languages so I, I love immigration but there are people huge amounts of people across the country for whom immigration is a problem and it's not an unreasonable position to say that as a an advanced economy, we should have some kind of control over the people who come in to live and work in the country. That doesn't mean have have less have less or no immigration, but it just simply means we want to know who's coming in and to be able to control it. And you know, any other uh, independent country in the world who's not in a, a, an organisation like the EU has you know would want that too. That's not unreasonable. So I, I, you know, I the more I listened to the arguments for leaving the EU, the more I I came to accept it as a a plausible case. And you know, I am also somebody who is I, I'm I'm a quite an independent person. I've always wanted to forge my own path in the world. And you know, for a country, I think that the the it is certainly not a bad thing for the for the UK to have independence and control over what it wants to do in areas like like trade, like immigration. I think there are huge benefits um, to that, and so I don't think, you know, in, in summary, I I don't think that it is necessarily a bad thing to leave, and um, for you know, certainly from from my own perspective, it does kind of align with my views about self-determination and, uh, and, all, and all these things. Now, this is, of course, not to say that there are many strong cases to remain as well. I think there absolutely are. And w one of the things that I've become aware of in this debate is it, it seems to very much depend on where you live. Here in London, um, you know, immigration is a great thing. Immigration props up our entire economy here in London. But there are... I have friends who live in the north of England, for example, who have experienced um, something very, very different. And the debate 
is the debate can be characterized as kick out the foreigners and that's an ugly thing and that is something that we've seen a lot of over the last few weeks here in the UK and it's kind of scary and so this brings me to um to why I decided to vote to remain I was watching a video by Steve Kaufman the other day in which he was talking about Brexit and he is a very experienced businessman diplomat um he I have a great amount of respect for his views on the world and international affairs in general and he put it very very succinctly you know he said look for all its faults the EU is not a big problem for Britain but you know and as a result of that leaving with all the benefits that the EU has seems like a crazy thing to do it seems to be like an, an exercise in 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 just you know let's <laughs> try to you know kick stir up some trouble you know it's like it seems to be the kind of thing that that british football hooligans would do when they go abroad you know just for the fun of it let's leave the eu and see what happens um and i think that puts a very interesting perspective on things when you compare it to the possibility of right wing factions across europe uh rising up now there are people who dismiss this and they say look that's not going to happen um that's not a danger at all people use right wing as a kind of throwaway term without knowing what it means but i disagree with that because you know being here living in europe um and experiencing some of this stuff you know whether it's seeing um neo nazi protests in berlin which i i came across actually when i was there last month or whether it is seeing the kind of unbelievable xenophobia and borderline racism that you get from some people around the UK when you see that and you start to see how right-wing parties in general across Europe are on the rise it makes you stop and think well hang on what is the real danger here what is the real problem we live in a very very dangerous world right now all the mess in the middle east the the rise of um of right-wing politics across Europe Trump in America um and I know I know this is a divisive topic I'm not going to talk about about Trump because I know there are lots of Trump supporters out there but what I will say is that when it comes to Trump you know a lot of people are supporting him because of his policy on immigration uh, particularly against illegal immigration and those people have very very valid concerns I don't personally think that the way to resolve those concerns is by using the kind of language and divisive rhetoric that Trump uses there is a middle ground the problem is in america that it's just a it's a or b it's very black and white so to speak um you know a lot of people would dislike hillary so much that they would vote for trump the point is that the world is changing before our eyes and i don't think that the threat of of um of nationalism and right wing um groups is something to be taken lightly and when you see the things going on in syria the problems with the islamic state the international terrorism um and you see the mass migration the catastrophic migration that's going on across europe and the way that this is changing the face of the continent this is and this is the conclusion that i came to after all of this is that this is a time when we are faced with a number of very very serious problems 
And given that the EU is not a huge problem for the UK, then the sensible thing to do is to stick together and to be as a union. Now, I kind of get the impression that I've arrived at this conclusion in a different way to many, because I know I've got many friends who say, you know, of course the EU is a good thing. How dare you even suggest that there's something wrong with the EU? And uh, you know, and I think that's a, I think that's shallow. I, I don't think that's a sensible way of, of thinking. There are people who say, you know, our children are going to grow up not knowing what it's like to move freely across Europe. Well, you know, that's not really at the end of the day a big issue. Um, you know, we are still going to be able to live and move around Europe. Um, we might not. We might have to get a stamp on our passport. But really, you know, people who are kind of arguing that um, that the we are we're committing a crime against our uh, our children by denying them the experience of knowing what it's like to live in the EU. You know, I just don't think that's 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 a sensible, it's a proportional argument. You know. Likewise, um, a lot of people saying, oh, the economy is going to be ruined and pointing to what's happened over the last few days in the economy in the UK. And, you know, as anybody who has lived, who's been around long enough to see um, recessions and blips in the market before will know, it, it is just that. You know, 2008 was far worse in many ways. We had no control over that whatsoever. Um, people thought that the, the, the world financial markets were going to collapse around us. There was the end of capitalism. It was far far worse and you know it remains to be seen how things will play out over the coming days weeks and months but um you know the economies go up and down stock markets go up and down currencies fluctuate this is nothing to be particularly concerned about and the fact that you know britain is a rich country it's the fifth richest country in the world and it is that for a reason um because we have a lot of um very very good industries here performing at a high level and exporting around the world. And we'll continue to do that. So, you know, all of which is to say, like, I have really thought through these issues a lot. I've listened to dozens of hours of debates and I have tried to take a sensible approach. And through these sensible approaches, I have kind of not known what the correct thing to do is. And that's part of the problem of what's happened here in the UK, that there has been no good information come out. People have been using very divisive language in order to get people to vote their way. And what has happened is we've decided to leave the EU. And the main reason we've decided that is because there are huge numbers of people around the country, probably largely uneducated and unfamiliar with the real issues, who have been swept up in a wave of emotion about immigration and about how we need to take our country back and take control back and all of this nonsense. And what's happened is the people who are promoting the Leave campaign have been successful in mobilizing this kind of emotion across the country in communities who quite rightly have concerns about immigration. And they've managed to focus their anti-immigration thoughts on the EU as the source of the problem, whereas, of course, the EU is not the source of the problem. Uh, it's not the only source of the problem, at least, um, partly because we know that migration is a net benefit to the UK, uh, but partly because, you know, we've just come through six years of austerity and many, you know, local services, hospitals, schools have been underfunded. And so, you know, people are... But then you can trace that back even further and say, well, that's because of the credit crunch and the, you know, the Labour government that oversaw the downfall of the financial markets. So, you know, you can trace blame back a long way. But the point is that, for better or for worse, leave the Leave side have won in this debate because 
they have been successful in 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 in, in galvanizing this crowd with an anti-immigrant rhetoric and that is wrong so i think that there there are good reasons for wanting to leave the eu and but we have voted to leave the eu for the wrong reasons and the kind of racist and anti-immigrant behavior that we're now seeing in the uk is dangerous uh it's i i just hope it it stops soon and things calm down i think they will i think we always revert to the mean with these things and i think that partly because britain's always been an anti foreigner country if i'm being completely honest you know I, one of the reasons i like learning languages and traveling so much is because i often get sick of the sort of small-minded british mentality of you know the kind of bloody foreigner rhetoric that we we always hear we are like that we are a small-minded country in many many ways in many ways we we're not we're, we're great in many other ways but we also have an inherent problem with xenophobia and um i think racism is probably too strong a word but um certainly ethnocentrism as you as you might call it this kind of view that we are the center of everything and everyone else is kind of wrong or doesn't belong here or something like that um but the future i think ultimately assuming nothing terrible really happens the future is there to be made and i think that whatever happens now it is the responsibility of people like myself and people like you who like languages who enjoy connecting with people promoting other cultures understanding what it means to to connect with people to to live in different places around the world to to um to not be isolationist to 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 want to understand who other people are and what they think and not to treat them with skepticism or hatred or, or any kind of malice it's our responsibility now to use the power of things like languages to bring people together you know since we we've, we've decided to leave i've thought all kinds of things i i now feel a really strong compulsion to learn german because i think german will now become the a a very important language in europe as the as the as, as europe's largest economy now especially without the uk i'd also really like to learn polish because there are so many poles here in london uh, who are you know amazing people and i'd really like to learn polish as a i don't know as a it feels like it's as a gesture because i feel i should because i want to give the message out there that we like immigration we like people coming to the country the people coming to the uk make it better and so you know i plan to use my platform and the voice that i have to put the message out there in the world that languages multiculturalism all these things are a force for good and we need to make sure that we are doing that we're bringing people closer together not tearing them apart so that's what i wanted to say um i'm sorry that there was nothing particular on language learning in today's episode but at the very least um i hope maybe this has provoked you a little bit to think about how your languages and your language talents can be used for a force for good in the world and not just you know for as great as they are as as fun and as rewarding as they are you know not just for our own uh, self gratification but to bring the world closer together i would w- really welcome your comments please uh, head over to the show notes and l- let me know your thoughts uh, you can find them at iwillteachyouarlanguage.com forward slash episode 114 Thank you so much for listening. You're amazing. I love all of you and I'll see you in the next episode.